I'm Courtney. I'm Joe. And, and this, this is Courtney, Courtney and Joe, Joe Spoil, Spoil Everything. everything. Courtney, are you ready? We are doing season five finale of J the V. <laughs> I am ready, Joseph. So we didn't record this as quick as we record our normal episodes. So I think Courtney's just been waiting for my telenovela voice to come back, but I'm not sure. I have. I've been waiting for you to say, inhala, exhala. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the dad is a strange character. Um, oh, I love him. He's my new fave. My wife. Uh, so we haven't recorded this, I would say, in about a week or so because we've been launching. Thank you, everyone that's been listening. Uh, that just shows you how many episodes we recorded before we actually launched. <laughs> but my wife has watched four seasons of this in about two weeks. So there you go. My wife is obsessed with it. Yep. She's almost done. She has locked herself in her room. So uh, she well, in our bedroom, so she cannot hear me. Uh, so I will not ruin this for her. Do you know they have a hundred percent on Rotten Tomatoes for this show? A hundred percent. Hundred percent. People have I would, really loved this. It's so unique. There is really nothing like it out yeah. there. There's nothing that has come up and filled that gap. There's nothing that's really. There's no Americanized telenovela that's out there. I I just I can't figure out why. Like, I can't figure out why no one stepped up. No one stepped in. I know they wanted to do a spinoff of this, and it got X last kinda, year. Yeah. It's hard to characterize the show because they call it the genre of a dramedy, which I guess, but it's, um, I guess it's drama. And, of course, it's comedy. Like, it's got, like, all those, like, wacky hijinks that happen. But it's just funny because I wouldn't necessarily call this drama. Like, there's so much, like, action and, like, different, like, surprises and you know, it takes on a lot of those soap opera type themes. So I don't know. I don't know how you would categorize this. You're right. It's it's very unique. What about baby mama drama? <laughs> that is the drama and that's, that's that comes true. out of this. So like you literally, they were like, ah, whatever, drama. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, but it's it's unique. It's refreshing as a male viewer even. I appreciate that it is completely different than anything else that's, that was out there or has been out there since. So... I appreciated that. Yeah, just definitely different. Even um, Jane herself is really, I mean, she's so bubbly. Like I like in this episode um, at the beginning when she's saying how much she got for her book and yeah. they're le- and she's like half a million dollars. Like just the way she says things, like she's so goofy. She's so like, she's such an interesting like main character. Yeah, she is very relatable. She, like she struggles. She's a real person. Like she had a kid. She's still working at the same spot. Like yeah. she didn't go off and like find a new fancy job like and all this. Frugal. Yeah, she doesn't take money for people just to take money. And she's really trying to do it on her own and bringing her family and taking care of her family at the same time. And, you know, that's something that a lot of people experience. She didn't just turn in into like going with Raphael and just taking all his money and just going along for the ride. She's she's really independent. She's really strong. Uh, She's kind of still that same character. She's a little bit visibly older. Yeah, I think probably five years have passed. Her kid's about five, right? So about five years have passed. Yeah, but it's nice that she kind of aged two along with the show it just slightly i mean i yeah, just like more mature, to more mature. Yeah. she was so like she was so um 
bright and wide eyed. And I think she's only 23 or supposed to be when the pilot was. So now she's like heading towards 30, right? She's got a family now. So that's good that it shows that she's got that like maturity. Yeah. So let's just back up really quick before we keep going and in spoiling things. (laughs) The voiceover guy gave us a nice recap at the beginning. I really appreciated that. Very helpful for us. Yeah, hit the highs for me. That was great. Uh, we find out that Jane and Raphael are engaged. Mm-hmm. So that was going to happen. Yeah, I think that was one of, <laughs> one of our main guesses. I was surprised that the grandmother got married. And then I wasn't surprised that the mother and the father were together. I thought that, you know, that was kind of expected. too. Oh, yeah, that was expected. Uh, it's great that the grandmother found someone, too. That That's fun. Uh, yeah. She's kind of a spunky little firecracker at her age. Yeah. And I, I appreciated that. I really liked how they dove in and they told kind of the audience how telenovelas are different than soaps. They have an order. I mean, they have like an ending. They have a certain order and they, that they go in. Yeah, I really love that. It's like it's like when you do a presentation, right? It's like, and here's everything I'm going to talk about in the presentation. And they're like, they did this with this. They're like, telenovelas have a closing, the happy, you know, a happy ending. The good people get what they deserve. And there's usually a wedding. So it's like, it's all the stuff you're going to see in this episode, right? Yeah, I like that. Because if you're like, why does this have to end? They tell you it's like, it's a limited series. It's right. It has an ending. It has a certain way and it always ends happy. So the whole episode, you're anticipating shit to go wrong and it ends up being happy anyway. Yeah. So I wrote down so much about that because I think like from what I've put together through all the things that they've talked about in this episode or even like little flashbacks that they did, the overall feeling we're supposed to get about a telenovela is that there's always challenges, always struggles. There's twists, there's turns. You'll never see this coming. And then the impression I got with this is that this is supposed to be the happy ending. Something's now shifted. This is the closure of this. Um, like if, if you think back about like what's happened over the series, she gets knocked up by Raphael, but so does his wife. That's for those two blonde girls. Uh, you know what I mean? She's got struggles in her relationship. There's all these red herrings that happen through this episode. Like he's arrested. He's this, he's that. And it's all supposed to be like things that are going to like, potentially disrupt their impending nuptials but now it's not going to happen like the twists are over and jane like finally gets her real happy ending she was married before yes i didn't i wasn't sure if i should say it she was yeah well you gave it away that she has pretty much two stepkids or about to have two stepkids those blonde girls yeah are petra and And Raphael. well when she marries Raphael, those will be her stepchildren oh yeah that's that's how families work yes that's right explain it to courtney time Uh, (laughs) yeah we find that out um she lost her virginity in season three so high five (laughs) yeah called it just just based off of general (laughs) you have to um, yep there was a hunt i like that there was exactly 100 episodes um they're neat each named after a chapter because it's supposed to be like this, you know, like like this saga. Fairy tale. Yeah. yeah exactly. 100, as yeah, we say. That's sweet. Jenny Ehrman, who's the producer of the show, she said that she wanted to kind of tell it in three parts. And so they just described the three parts as like part one's the pilot to chapter 22. And then part two is 23 to 54. And then part three is 55 to the last, obviously, because I think what happens in the middle is I know because I had to go back and like look it up because I was dying to know. But there's a big shift in the show. There's a main character who leaves and there's there's a lot of drama. Um, so I think that's kind of like what shifts the show. And that's why it's broken down into these different parts. 
enlighten me because I didn't really okay. get into it, to be honest with you. I didn't really do a deep dive. I'm sorry. When this was all over. I was like, well, I have to find out what happened to Michael. Do you, you don't know what happens to him? He was shot after the wedding. I know that. Okay. So he's shot when they get married, right? Nine months yep. later. So he shot it when they get married and they kind of did this trick thing to the audience because he doesn't die. Then he goes on, he doesn't die till nine months later in the show. And so he dies and which is kind of like a shocking thing. So he's toast for, you know, whenever that was he die? from some kind of issue with the gunshot or like the bullet inside him. The movie, the natural the baseball movie. Remember they take the bullet out of his stomach and there's like an issue later. And they like, if you play this game, you're going to die. That's basically like the same thing from yeah. what I've gathered, like that it, it, it was like down the line, something went wrong. And, um, but a couple seasons later, he comes back because he wasn't really dead. Um, somebody like put him into like amnesia. Hello, it's a telenovela. Um, I'm rolling and- my eyes for those who can't see me at home. And he was living in Montana under a name- man named Jason. He was like a mountain man. And he didn't like know who he was. And like, it's got to all come back to him. And then he like eventually comes back. He like resurfaces and he realizes like he's more happy in Montana. And so like, like he goes on his way and she goes off with Raphael. <laughs> Yeah, like there's a lot of like, I mean, you you heard her um, at that one part when she was like spitballing all the things when she's like evil twins and a, a dead husband who resurfaces. So yeah, that was him. All right, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, I don't know how to respond to that. I honestly don't. I'm just kind of like, okay, cool, go to Montana. Like that's pretty fucking random to well, throw see in you here. Later. Yep. Well, <laughs> big gulps, huh? <laughs> see you later. It's a dumb and dumber quote for all you at home that don't know that one. <laughs> All right, so she sells. So back to the present. She sells this book for five hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. There's a fun fact about this book. There's a tie-in novel based on the book that Jane writes in the show. It has been published. The oh. story of the historical romance set in Miami during 1902. In the series, the book's plot is inspired by the love story of Jane and Michael. It came out in 2017, and it's called The Snow Falling. Oh, that's nice. That's sweet. publisher Simon and Schuster. <laughs> I don't know why. If anybody wants to pick it up, <laughs> I threw that in there just just in case. That's so cool. Um, yeah, I like that that she's uh kind of explored a new side of herself because when they say her her quote unquote passions in the beginning when she's a little girl, they're her family, God, and grilled cheese, right? And now it's obviously like her family's been extended. She's got this new passion, this new career. So it's good to see her kind of like develop with that. Well, when her and Raphael first met, she said that she was a writer. Yeah. And now she actually is a writer. So right. she's her character has developed into her dream. Um, so yeah. that's, that's really great to see. Uh, she does. I don't know what she did with the teaching. Did she keep teaching? <sighs> yeah, I'm not sure about that either. My wife mm-hmm. keeps watching it. So I pop in and out. And I know she's a teacher at least. Or Well, that was her goal, I think, early on. And, yeah. There's no money in that. Make that bank, baby. <laughs> Get that book deal. Sell them books. Yeah, I love how she looks at Raphael with like the biggest bedroom eyes. She like hangs on every word he says. Like she's so enamored by him. Well, I mean, dude shredded. <laughs> like I'm saying, like dude is shredded. <laughs> like unnecessary tight shirts and everything. Like I'm okay with it. I get it. But like he's just like a better looking pit bull. That's all he is. <laughs> because it's just, like. He wears the same outfit as you see Pitbull in all the time. Yeah, <laughs> suits. I like the, the like, 
oh, now we're going to dance in the living room. I was like, well, who does this? You don't dance in the living room? Well, you're just not romantic then. I guess we have. I don't know. And then we we see this part where the mom and her now husband, who, who was, you know, her ex-boyfriend that she had Jane with, they're married. They're about to move to New York. Things are going to get tough for her because we know how close she is with her mom. Right. And how tight her family is. So this is like a big hurdle that she has to overcome within the last episode. And we find out, you know, she's okay with it. She She goes with it and she understands, like her mother has to go along with what she wants to do too. She can't just like hog her mother, keep her mother in her dream and so on. So I thought that was really nice. Um, Yeah. I think that's a lot because I think in the beginning when they talk about how she had Jane so young, part of her thing is supposed to be that she missed out on her dreams and, and missed out on this different life. I think that she envisioned for herself. And now I think this is Jane's turn to say, no, here you can go have a different life now and and it's okay. Yeah, and I that's a hard thing for her to do. And you know, that's that's great that we see that character development that she can let go of someone in her life because we've seen that's pretty hard for her, but apparently that Michael thing, oh well. Um yeah. <laughs> So about this point in the episode, I'm sitting here and I wrote in all capital letters, where is the baby? Has she had sex yet? Those are my only <laughs> questions. I'm like, where is the child? He's not a baby anymore, but he's a whiner. That child whined one more time. What? What? Oh, what when he starts unpacking Jane's mother's stuff, he's like, mm, why don't you go? Like, <laughs> stop it. I can't stand that. Shut up, you little bitch. <laughs> Act like a man. <laughs> Poor little dude with a quaff. I know. <laughs> what we find out is the... Uh, over, which was just fantastic. So I wrote in here at the very, very beginning. I wrote, I feel like they have to tell who the narrator is at some point. And then when they finally did, I was like, that's cute. Yeah, it is cute. And it was so quick. Like you had to really pay attention to like that it was him. It wasn't like a big thing in the end. It was like, it was like a one-off line. Yeah, it was like, and it was me or something. And yeah, exactly. So, and, and then apparently you learn a lot about the narrator throughout the whole show. Um, so yeah they build up his character little by little and give hints and then they finally drop at the end who it is so i thought that was kind of cool that is an underlying question i i would certainly have if i was someone who was deeply invested in another show well you know what's funny about him being the narrator is if you think back to the pilot when he's like doing the the typewriter bullets about everybody and he calls like petra like a man eater and he says like all these different things those are his perspective right so it's kind of funny that it's the kid who like is looking back on this yeah no it is super cool i appreciated that i thought that was a great yeah um, we go to a scene after where uh petra's and Raphael's kids are in the bed with Raphael and yeah. Jane comes in and nonchalantly tells him that his parents are dead. That Raphael's I didn't give a dead. shit about those birth parents. Was that something we were supposed to be invested in? I don't know. And that they were normal people. Like yeah. why the fuck does that matter? <laughs> I what guess do you think they are. Like three gods. Like I guess <laughs> I guess because through this whole thing there's been like evil twins and like all this like diabolical shit happening and they were just regular folks that worked at a bakery. I don't know. I was like, I thought that was weird too. Just like, who did they want them to be? <laughs> like half goat people? Like, what are you <laughs> expecting? Like, what do you honestly think? And I was like, I'm not sure why that mattered. That yeah. was fucking stupid. So, and I wrote, I wrote, they're dead. All right. So why do we want to know about them? <laughs> like, I don't, maybe that was like a thing that was through the whole show. I don't know. But if that was a thing that was through the whole show, 
that to me that was not satisfying. I don't know what that was for. The thing is, Raphael was just like, oh, okay, cool. Like, yeah. the parents are dead. I would have been Lucky like, hey, let's get married now. Drop. Can you, like, not do it while my kids are on top of me? Like, yeah. talk to me. Like In the smallest bed ever for grown people. Like, he and Jane are sharing, like, a full bed. Like, what's going on there? The, there's a part in the episode, forgive me if, I, if I'm speaking out of turn or anything, but there's a, a part where the grandmother, Jane, and her mother are in the bed. And they were in yeah. the bed in the beginning. Why the fuck do grown people lay in the bed like that together? It's so weird. I don't, don't how are that. they going to get a comfortable night's rest with everyone on their back? No, I can't. I have a, okay, I had a king bed growing up, humble brag. I have a queen bed now with Lindsay. It's like sleeping inside of a fucking cage sometimes. Yeah. So don't give me that. Yeah. That like, I mean, oh, I thought it was. Snuggle on up. I'm like, I don't want to be next to you and you're probably not even wearing any underwear. That's disgusting. Well, it's fine. It's supposed, I thought it was a nice moment. That's more towards the end. And I thought it was a nice moment because it's supposed to be these three who have been tight. They only had each other their whole lives. And now they're kind of going off on separate journeys together. So it was like sweet that they were having a sleepover. But I'm like, no one is comfortable. Like each person on their back. Like, <laughs> time to go to sleep. No, don't do that to me. That's that's very uncomfortable. Also, I'm 6'4". So maybe that has something along the line yes. to do with it. <laughs> oh, but I, you know, I liked... Because one of the next things that happens here is that Jane's mom says that she looks up to her and she's the person she wants to be when she grows up. And I just thought that was so sweet because I think that, you know how they always say like certain attributes like skip a generation. I think that Jane was probably most like her grandmother. And so her mother was kind of maybe the one that didn't always fit as well. And she's really come into her own as well. I don't know. I think she was more like her mother than her grandmother. Yeah. Yeah, because the grandmother is super old school, but the mother had very good morals. She put her whole life on hold, and I think she didn't want to see Jane put her life on hold for something. So she was willing to like take that bullet. So you know, maybe that's, that's just something point. we disagree on. There's a couple of different ways to look at it, but I mean, maybe we'll ask an expert. Uh, sorry, we didn't get one for this one. Yeah, <laughs> I don't. We were trying to do like every other, but our yeah. next one will have an expert. So stay tuned for that one. Yeah. I think it's nice, though, that Jane forgave her father. Like, they seem to have worked through. I mean, obviously, her father wasn't there for the first 23 years or whatever. But it seems like they've become a real family. And even when he says, <laughs> when he goes, tells Raphael, you can call him dad. Like, it was so awkward and funny that moment. I actually, like, kind of, like, laughed out loud. Well, later in the episode, too, he corners them when there's just them two. And he's like, you're going to say it now? <laughs> I thought that was actually pretty funny. He's so that. comical. He had to be like the best. Like I have more notes about him as we go on, but like he was just so comical. So in previous episodes, like just to give you a base of what he's like, he has these two other girls. They're twins. They're fucking terrible people. Oh. Um, and they were trying to kick, get Jane kicked out of school because she was pregnant, teaching at a Catholic school. The dad buys Jane a car and the girls get so mad that they go and tell basically everyone that she is pregnant, not married. <laughs> Oh. So she goes, Dad, well, the girls are jealous you bought me a car. So the dad goes out and buys both girls a car. All oh three of them. Like, that just shows you how, like, not uh, with it he is. Yeah. But he just, like, kind of throws his money around. and But then you find out, like, why he does it. Because you think it, it was just something that was, uh, you know, things matter to him. But he did it because he never had a car until he was, like, almost 30. That's why he's so pumped about his, like, career and, like, um, now going to be like a crossover star. Yeah. So you find out that, you know, he's not, he kind of plays this like kind of goofy character head in the clouds type of guy, but yeah. he actually 
he has it together and he's he's pretty smart. He's such an overactor, you know what I mean? But that's how he's supposed to be. He, like he's doing a good job about being that type of actor. It's he's just like always on set. That's yeah. what he is. He's always always in character. Yeah, exactly. But at the rehearsal dinner, I felt so bad for Raphael because Jane gets up from the dinner to go like write part of her book and he thinks she's going to do the vows and she still hadn't done it at that point and she seems like a very organized together person so it kind of like broke my heart because you know he feels kind of like like a second thought i got that at first but then i was kind of like bro she'll write him like <laughs> relax a little bit he just wanted it to be like me 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 or just like be in the moment he just he didn't want to care about the book but the, you know that's something that was very important to her and there was like this pull and, and you know struggle and and uh, between the two, and I, I, I didn't know which way to go with it because, like, I would flip flop and be like, "Oh, this is pretty shitty." She hasn't put in the time or like thought, but then she ends up writing like you know, great vows. So. Yeah, I think that's nice, and I think that you see after like if you take the way he reacted at that dinner, but then after like the act that he does for her is supposed to kind of make up for that like that's supposed to be like his grand gesture um because i imagine through this whole series she's probably been like so organized and so on top of things i mean she's very frugal she keeps lists so i'm sure that was supposed to be his like she was throwing caution to the wind he's like no now it's the time that i can pick up the pieces mm-hmm. how about his ex-wife being her friend and sitting right next to her at the dinner i was like oh my gosh is that pedra she must have the best character arc of, of this whole series because when we first met her in the pilot she was like that manipulative deceptive like insecure wife she wants to go get secretly knocked up by him um and now she seems like so lighthearted, almost like goofy character and they seem like they're really like friends like true friends when she says to them i'm envious of your love story and like that was her original husband like that's a pretty powerful statement i dare say like she's lovable now petra yeah, it was it was pretty wild. I mean, she really struggled, but I think it might have had to do with her mother and like being under pressure from her mother that she really didn't get to come into her true self until they separated that. And it kind of goes the same with Jane. So they have like this weird parallel between them is what I what I take from it. But it seems like she ends up being, you know, a really good person and re- really close to them, which which you kind of need that anyways, because she does have kids with Raphael, too. So you need to have some sort of working relationship. So it's it's nice that they right. do have a, a good relationship here moving forward. So it's yeah, that's an interesting dynamic, too. Yeah, it is. And I, when you say about her mother, I mean, of course, like she's so like she's supposed to be so bad that she's even got a patch. Like when they show her like going off to Siberia, like that's like the classic like bad person, <laughs> the patch yeah, over exactly. their eye. <laughs> yeah, and I thought that's like that was like her exile, like get rid of her exactly. And then you have Jane, whose mother is now going away, so she can become herself. And you have like yeah. that parallel between them. So I totally got that. Uh, can we talk about one of like? I'm a super sap for these type of scenes when the grandmother has the flashback in the living room before oh. she shuts the light off. I love that oh, kind of stuff. That was so sweet. And it, I like that it went back all the way to things that we've never seen because it went back all the way to when they were like kids and everything. Yeah. Well, young Jane in those flashbacks was played by Jenna Ortega, who you see in you, um, the show you, which I love more than anything. I've read the books Oh, okay. TV show, so it's kind of cool to see her in there because she was in season two, so it was like really cool. A little more grown up now. Yeah, it was kind of she. They like snuck her in there, and I was like, "Wait, what?" I like saw it really quick. I was like, "I know who that is." <laughs> I mean, I just think it was it was so sweet 
they're going to get this last night together. They're going to kind of go off on their own things. But she's the thing that she's thinking back is like all the times they had in that house, because that house is like the heart of their family. Oh, yeah. And just all the memories and stuff that's happened there. It was just really touching. And I was like, damn, I hate these. You got to get me. <laughs> I'm not even invested, but tear. you just got to get you got to get me. Yeah, just a little like close up of my just my eyeball and you see the little bit of water come and then just go <laughs> right back <laughs> it didn't come out of my eye weirdest movie i've ever cried to quick with adam sandler literally sobbed like a baby even my brother did i <laughs> remember we saw scene. that in the theater yep most i started in the theater too with one of like my guy friends <laughs> i was straight crying who knew click <laughs> what's gonna a tear jerker. Yeah. It was dodgy. Yeah. God damn Adam Sandler. You're a range, my friend. <laughs> if you really try. I love <laughs> I love something that happens next though. When the when Raphael is gonna go out and be like, Oh, I'm gonna deliver the flash you drive for. When he slides into the office, he goes, Stop the presses, like so earnestly. <laughs> like everyone's like slightly goofy in this show, but I'm here for it. Yeah, and they look and there's this one guy eating noodles. That was our work sometimes. Like you would run in and be like, holy crap, I need someone to do something. It'd be like one person. And so left we just office. stand up from the cubes and be like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or you shut off the light and then like I just go and turn it back on. Remember we used to do that all the time? Yeah. We would always want the lights off and someone would come and turn it off and I would just get up and turn it off. It would just be the war all day. It was kind of like that. It's just kind of like, yep, yeah, there's another exactly. person. And also, I've done that recently. I didn't drive through the gate like he did, but the thing wasn't working. I had already paid for parking. The ticket wasn't going in. So I backed up. I waited for someone to go and I just went out right after them. Oh my God. You're like, I don't have time for this. Sorry. I'm not sorry. Like get your shit together. Parking, parking garage. Would someone really get arrested for that? Isn't like a private property type thing? Or construction of property. Yeah. Okay. Like I, they would probably have to take him in. I mean, I guess so, because there's no way to, like, detain that person. Yeah. Plus, there was, like, no one working. That guy didn't work there. He was like, okay, see you later. Good luck when they were all leaving. I'm like, this dude. They're like, we became best friends after doing that. I fully expected to just see the flash drive, like, thrown in the trash. Like, I didn't have any confidence in the guy eating the noodles. Or I thought he was going to give him, like, the wrong one or something. Yeah, I definitely thought some. But I think that, like, goes back to the thing, right? Like, everything is going to work out, even though we expected, like, every step of the way for something to mess it up. Yeah, and apparently this was some sort of comical chain of events that happened. Yeah. Similar to when Jane married Michael. Okay. It was like, oh, man, is this going to happen again? Uh, (laughs) i love when the bus pulled up and they're showing the dad's mars show and there's brooke shields with him too (laughs) it's like that's random also uh fun fact about that scene uh justin baldini who plays Raphael, his real wife uh in real life emily made a cameo as one of the runners in the marathon the best part of the marathon thing is when the father falls down (laughs) i literally laughed out loud and the guy goes hey aren't you the dude from so-and-so and And he's like yes (laughs) Yes, I am. This is awesome. You know me. This is awesome. He was so funny. I love when his Instagram blows up. And he's like changing before his very eyes. I don't know. It's like 18 million, 19 million, 20 million. I'm like, what the hell? Yeah, it was so funny. How about when they get to the wedding, though, and the grandmother's like wearing metallic sneakers with her dress? I was like, oh, Abuela is way like bougier than this. What's she wearing? They probably were like, let's not have this old broad break her ankle on the last day of filming here. So just give her some sneaks. You know what I mean? And yeah. also, I didn't. So really quick, it, it ended with her on the bus the way it started with her on the bus. 
Oh yes, you know what? Back to her roots. Yes. Yep. And it was cute because I think everyone was like along for the ride, and the people in the bus are kind of supposed to be like the audience, right? They're like observing just like everything happening around them. Well, they will get. They each get two hundred bucks and like five. I thought like I thought that was kind of stupid. She was less like, "Oh, I'll give you each two hundred dollars." Like, how much cash you have on you? How much cash you carry around? I thought because you it's were like her first was the first time that she's gonna splurge, right? Like, because all the the whole episode, like the narrator is basically talking about how cheap she is. She's like, "I got money now, bitch." Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, one thing I did notice with the mother in the bus, the mother was at the altar when everyone was coming out of the bus. So this is that continuation shit that I hate going back to like our episodes where I hate where things don't line up and I notice things and it bugs the ever living shit out of me. Yeah. <laughs> if you think about the whole show, I think what's really special about this show is the grandmother in and of herself um, because she kind of is supposed to be the culture for the whole thing, right? Like she speaks Spanish for most of the entire show. She's really like the heart and the force behind this family. And I think that she's likely the one who probably didn't get enough play in this because I really would have liked to see her more even in this episode. But to me, she's the heart of this whole thing. She's what perpetuates Jane's whole mentality from the pilot. Yeah. And apparently she almost died during the show too, which is, you know, would have been terrible it would have like thrown a loop through everything so i you know they needed to keep her because she's the backbone pretty much of the family and it's very like we don't know if we were ready to pass that baton off to the next matriarch right over to like jane's mother for instance so you know extended families you know play play a huge part in in latin communities so to have her continue and you know start and end kind of steering the way uh, if yeah. you will, is, is, is a perfect way to end it. Yeah. One thing that I thought was missing from this is I didn't, I guess maybe I didn't know where people went next. You know, in, in a series finale, I kind of like to see or imagine in my mind when something is played out, it's like, okay, I can see kind of where they all go next. To me, with just ending it with the wedding, now I understand that's traditional telenovela, but to end it with just that, it's like, well, they've already been in a relationship. They already have the child. What what was the next thing for them? They're just going to go back home and, and that's the that's it? The mom's moving. I don't know what the grandmother's doing. Yeah, there wasn't there wasn't like a net. Like if she had maybe gone, oh, and whispered in his ear, I'm pregnant or something. Then you feel like, okay, here's the next step. But yeah, I mean, I guess they're just kind of go home after the wedding and go back to their everyday lives. Yeah. Maybe it's supposed that's, to be that yeah. thing where there's no more twists and turns. It's kind of just now our lives are going to be semi-normal. I can see that. Yeah. I mean, I can see they've gone through the hurdles and now, you know, they've made it. I thought it was cool, though, that they at the end, they find out that the book's being made into a telenovela about Jane's life. So, like, we're watching, basically, the book that she wrote. Because, like you know, she wrote the ending before they're actually married. So I guess she was just fingers crossed on that one. Yeah. <laughs> so, Courtney, as a normal viewer... You know, not someone that's totally invested in this. Would you say that this was a good ending? Like, are you happy? Or do you would you be satisfied if you watched five seasons and then had this be the ending? I thought it was a sweet ending. I thought it gave me a happy feeling because it was a happy ending. And it's it's that storybook ending, right? Like if this is if this is a book and the beginning was the first chapter and now we're at the last chapter, it's a it's a closure. Do I think that if I watch this all these years? I don't know. I feel like maybe a couple of people didn't get enough play. I don't know how much like even her best friend there who who we find out is pregnant. Like, I don't know how much she was in throughout the whole thread of the show because that was kind of just her one off thing. 
even Mateo, I was kind of disappointed because, of course, we hadn't seen the, the kid up until now. I was kind of disappointed how short his scenes were. So a couple of things like that where I feel like maybe every character didn't get enough time and enough enough depth. But I did like that it was a happy ending. Would you have wanted to be a two-part? I mean, we didn't see the, the, the episode before. Did they bring us all to a head through all the different characters leading up to this? I don't know. I would hope so. I mean, I guess I'd be okay with it, to be honest yeah. with you. Because I, I saw the tip of the iceberg. Like, I saw the end. I saw the wedding. I saw everyone being happy and the final ending. And there were some sweet moments and there were some, you know, special things that were tied in. I do get that. But, yeah, I mean, this is a different type of show than what we're used to watching. So yeah. we have to understand it has a different type of ending. I guess that's what I'm trying to say is like it might be just the perfect telenovela ending it might be eh it might be really good i'm not sure i can't really gauge it because i don't really watch this type of show but to me it closed at least a lot of the doors yeah i think i think it did do that and i think like you had said earlier this was such a unique concept for a show um especially like on a channel like the cw which which kind of more goes towards like almost like a teen audience this is kind of a little more well-rounded so i do think that you would probably be satisfied with this ending because it's it gives you that warm feeling i don't know as a long-term fan me personally when we've been going through this and we've watched some different series finales i kind of like all right like i feel like i'm cheering in the end like when we did carnival i felt super satisfied even when we did like smallville it's kind of like you knew his next steps with this, it's almost just like, all right, we go to normal life now. So I, I guess in that regard, I'm just, I'm just kind of lukewarm about it. I guess we're a difference of opinion on this one, but I thought it was pretty good for considering everything that I thought went into the show. Definitely it, made me laugh, which I always, I always appreciate. It had some roller coaster moments. I, you, you had the sad part that I talked about. It had the highs yeah. and lows. It had like the tension of, oh my God, are they going to make it to the wedding? They got 13 minutes and they're just getting on the bus. You know what I mean? So it it had a little bit of everything in it for everyone. It was funny. And it was sweet. And when the petals like came down at the end of their ceremony, like that was really lovely. That was just like a sweet storybook ending. I'd recommend it overall. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's a fun show. It's different. Uh, I would give it a shot, honestly. The main character is really energetic and she's really easily relatable and goofy and cute so i think that's really got a lot going for it too if you're into one of those like teen dramas like riverdale and stuff like that this isn't as dark it's very light and fluffy so if you're looking for something that maybe is an alternative to something so heavy and dark and like serious and super mature yeah i would say yeah like this kind of brings in the other direction but also it, it can be made for an older audience too i like my wife is 30 and she's enjoying the shit out of it so. right uh, it's definitely made where you can grow with that character in a number of years and still relate, which I like. It's not yeah. just like kids in high school, how I originally thought it was. Right, I like that, right. it, it, that. I actually ended up liking that she's a little bit more mature and dealing with some real life situations that um, you don't really find that age, if you will, anymore. You had it in Friends. You had it in like How I Met Your Mother. Yeah. And which I didn't watch, but I just know they deal with that certain life years. Yeah. Yeah, but 20, it, I haven't life. seen one in a while. I haven't seen like 20 show. It's always just high school kids now. Yep, I agree. I think it's good for that. And, and like you said, it does. It's for a wide audience. But yeah, thanks guys for tuning in. Thank Make you. sure to follow us 
on Facebook, on Instagram, uh, Spoil Everything Pod. Reach out to us. We've already had some great messages, a lot of listens. So thank you guys for like tuning in and give us a review on your Apple platform. We have Stitcher too, which is a free platform for those that aren't Apple users, or you can also listen on Spotify. Make sure to give us a review and yeah, that'd be the best thing you can do for us now. Help us get noticed and we'll just keep cranking these out for you guys. So thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Mm-hmm.